And, well, when you're in Houston, John Granado knows. Uh, I, I'm sure down there on 97.5 in Houston that you guys spend a lot of time. Well, let's see. I guess you've got everything because you've got the Astros who are slumping, and now this team's back game over 500. You've got the Texans, two first-round picks coming up, and the Rockets now getting a new head coach. Like I feel like it's been a, a busy stretch for you recently, hasn't it? No, yeah, it's been it's been horrible for a while. Other than the Astros, well, you know, winning all those championships and whatnot. What we do. And, and you know what else we do? We wear lime green. Look hey, at Trista, that. I wear I, my lime green jacket every day. Trista, I love that. They, do they make that at Zara and women's too? Oh well, it actually is women's. It's my wife's. Oh, nice. <laughs> I love so that. I think, I say, get me something lime green that Trista would like. Look at that. You, with your lime green pants. Joggers? And, uh, I need lemon. I, I okay. need that. T- I John, I want to get your thoughts on just how the Ime Udoka hiring went and, like, how that process played out because I think it probably means this team and Tillman Fertitto wants to retool versus just, like, a complete teardown. And what players uh, that Ime Udoka coming in is bad for because there's some there's some knuckleheads on this team that he's got to straighten out. Well, I will say, I, you know, a couple of weeks ago, you know, I had said it. It was Udoka, it was Vogel, it was Atkinson. And I, I'm kind of close to the organization, so I I, I know a few things about it. Um, there aren't. It's not about knuckleheads. It's about it's about Stephen Silas let. There was no accountability on that team. There was no accountability. And they don't love Shangun's defense. I will tell you that. They don't. But Shangun is a wonderful offensive player. He's a physical player. And I think Udoka is going to like him. Uh, there's a question mark about KPJ, Kevin Porter Jr., whether or not he can be the, por- uh, the point guard. They got $72 million to spend in free agency. Um, they hopefully will get Wembenyama with the first pick overall. If they don't, they'll get Brandon Miller or they'll get uh, Scoot Henderson or whatever is left over after the third pick. Um, they, it's a good job. It's a really good job. It's tax taxes in Texas. It's the Rockets organization. You notice the Orlando couldn't get Ime Odoka. Uh, Detroit couldn't get Ime Odoka. It's a good job. It's the place to be. And they sold him on that. It's a it's a it's a great place to be. There is a lot of young players, but if you get Ime Odoka, you can get veteran players to come in here. And oh, by the way, the uh, the uh, ownership is going to say, guys, it ain't Steven Silas's team anymore. You can't run over him. Ime Odoka has got our 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 ear, and you got to do whatever Ime Odoka says. So this team is going to straighten up in a hurry. He's going to call players out uh, in the media like he did with Boston, too, if they don't conform to what he wants to do. Just kind of want – you said you're close to the organization. A lot of whispers around James Harden coming back to Houston and Tillman Fertitta wanting that box office appeal again. Is that real to you? So uh, the day that uh, that James Harden left, I I talked to Tillman Fertitta. I got – Got a little. I got a little bit of insight of this, and he said we like we like James Harden. He did not leave on bad terms. Doesn't mean he's coming back though. It does not mean that. I, I don't know whether he's going to come back. I do know that the organization is not upset. I was upset with him. I know a lot of Rockets fans were upset with him. 
but um, I, he could come back. I don't know that. I don't. I don't think that's the route. I really don't. I, I don't know that James Harden is. You know, he, he's he, he, Daryl Morey loves James Harden, and we saw that when he was trying to win MVP. We saw he did everything he could to get James Harden to Philadelphia. I don't know. I, I, I honestly, he could come back. I don't know that he's going to come back. I would, I would, I would say I wouldn't be all that thrilled about. It. And I don't know the whole city would be thrilled about. Oh, John, you got a, a new head coach for the Rockets, new head coach for the Texans. D'Amico Ryan's now takes over the number two pick, the number twelve pick for the Texans. You know, people are throwing around they could trade. People are there could be quarterback at twelve. Where where do you think this ends up in the draft in the first round for the Texans? Your guess is as good as mine. <laughs> I mean, it could be Stroud. It could be Will Anderson. It could be Tyree Wilson. And then they go at 12 for whatever. Who? I mean, honestly, I've never seen the draft where I have no idea. Yeah. My, my radio partner, partner is Lance Erline, who is a draft analyst for NFL Network, and he doesn't know. No one really – this is a crazy draft. It really is a crazy draft because it's starting at two. We don't know what is going to happen. I think Bryce Young is a, a lock at one, but I don't think they're going to take Stroud at two because of of the Mulligetta, because of what happened with Deshaun Watson. Mulligetta is his agent. He's Stroud's agent. I don't think that's going to happen, guys. I just don't. And I don't know – and listen, D'Amico Ryans comes from a place where you didn't have a have to have a quarterback to win. Uh, you had Jimmy G. Now, they did a lot to get Trey Lance, and they spent a lot of assets to get Trey Lance, but they didn't have to win to get to, to – uh, to, they didn't have, need a quarterback to win. So I don't think they're going to take quarterback at two, if, if unless Bryce Young is there. If something crazy happens – and Bryce Young is there at two. Otherwise, I think it's going to be Will Anderson or Ty- Tyree Wilson. Who would you prefer? Because I feel like Will Anderson is going to be like a guaranteed all-pro. But, I mean, the ceiling's probably higher for Tyree Wilson. And I feel like that's what we saw in the draft last year where Hutchinson didn't go number one overall. If it was you, who would you prefer? Would you go with the high ceiling well, or would you go with the guy that's probably a for-sure thing? Here's the deal about Tyree Wilson. is the last two years, he has ended up on the IL. He's ended up not playing. And that's exactly what happened with uh, Derek Stingley. And then uh, Sauce Gardner went second, or went right after him third, or fourth, excuse me. Uh, uh, you can't do that again. You can't take an injured player and let a, a better player who was there not uh, – you can't let him go. So I think Will Anderson would be the pick because you cannot take a chance on a guy who has ended the last two seasons not playing which is what Tyree Wilson had, which is what happened with Tyree Wilson. What do you think they do at 12? Like, if, if they get a defender at 12, is there any world that they take Hendon Hooker at 12? Any world that they take a quarterback if one slips at 12? There is. There is. I think if they took uh, Tyree Wilson or, or Will Anderson at 2, then there is a chance that they, if Will Levis is still sitting there, if Anthony Richardson is still sitting there, Hendon Hooker is a long shot. I think that. I think you could move up from 33 to in the 20s to get uh, Hendon Hooker. I don't know that they go Hendon Hooker at 12, 
But if they love Hendon Hooker, and I'm all about this. If you think Hendon Hooker is a guy of the future, that he is going to win you a championship, I'm all about taking him at 12. I don't care. Don't wait. I don't know what – no one knows what their mind is because Nick Casario comes from the Bill Belichick school. Yep. He ain't telling you. He is not telling you what is happening. So my buddy, Lance Zerline, who he picked both Stingley and he picked Kenyon Green last year as their two picks in the first round. But he had no information from the Texans, zero. So uh, everybody thinks he knows what he's talking about. He said, I just, I just figured what they were doing. Nobody knows what the Texans are doing. Nobody. Yeah, this year is crazy. So let's say, you know, obviously with Ryan's taking over and it's not going to be a short leash, it's not going to be the Lovey Smith or David Culley thing because he's got six years to work with here, or at least three or four, you would think. So what if they go all defense or they get a skill position player guy? Is that an easy sell to the fan base, to everybody else in that locker room if they're like, hey, we're going to build this defense up, the San Francisco model maybe, run the football, and then next year take a shot at Caleb Williams, Drake May? Do you think that's an easy sell to the fan base or do you guys want quarterback? And, you know, you don't want another year at Davis Mills. Well, it won't be Davis Mills, I don't think. I think it'll be Case Keenum. Yeah. And, oh, by the way, if they take an Aiden O'Connell late, because that's that's another thought, or if they th- take somebody else late that they think may be a quarterback, because guess what? Brock Purdy was the, the you know, Mr. Irrelevant. So, in San Francisco, you it, it, with this offense, you've got to have a guy who's accurate, it might be Davis Mills. I don't know that. I really don't. Um, I don't think the fan base would be cool with it. But you know what? The era of good feelings is here with D'Amico Ryans. Everybody loves D'Amico Ryans. It would be, if I'm the owner and I have to sell tickets for the first, this, that's the thing about yeah. the Texans this year. This is the first time they ever have to sell tickets because they never have had to in their existence. They never have had to. So they have to sell tickets this year. So, C.J. Stroud would sell tickets. I don't know that Will Levis would sell, sell tickets so much. But um, I think they could get away with it because of D'Amico. I really do. They could get away with it, although it'll be a hard sell for the fans. Yeah. Talking to John Granato, BetMGM tonight. Yeah, what are what are the reasonable expectations for this team? I know we still have to see, obviously, what they do in the draft. But, I mean, the plus 850 win the AFC South. We know, like the, it's, it's a rebuild year. I don't think anybody's there. But, like, in terms of win totals, is is there expected to be at least have, see some semblance of improvement from last season, or just hey, let, let's just ride this thing out and address the roster for this first season? Well, I'm one of the idiots that bet over four and a half. <laughs> I mean, I put a nice i I put a nice wager on it actually, and I they sucked. So that was horrible. Um, I would never, ever, ever tell anyone to bet the Texans over on their number of wins. But I would look at it after this draft. I w- I'm going to wait and see if they get a quarterback that they – no, no, no. You can't bet the Texans over. Just don't. Just don't do it. It is five I did it That's kind of a big number it for was, this team. It was the worst because, listen, the first game of the year, they were up 23-10. to 10. And they tied or twenty three to nine, and they tied the Colts. It was the worst in the fourth quarter. And so the tie is not. Don't bet the Texans. 
How, how do you approach, like, what's going on with this roster? Like, how do you feel about it in terms of how close they are to being able to fully rebuild? Because you've got Mechie there. Obviously, he came off that injury. I don't know when he's going to be healthy, but when he was healthy, he was electric. Uh, and it feels like the organization from, like, a bird's-eye view is going finally in the right direction post-Deshaun Watson. Absolutely. Unfortunately, it's all one- and two-year contracts. So all of the good guys that they have brought in, and they brought, they brought some good players in, but it's all one- and two-year two, two year contracts. So I don't know that they're going to be here. I think that maybe if they like playing for D'Amico, that they will stay. I think that, um, you know, that there's a possibility that they're doing the right things finally. But all of the additions that they've had, and they've had some good additions at tight end. They've had uh, Robert Woods is okay. Jimmy Ward at safety. They brought in some good linebackers. They need a lot of defensive line help. They're, they're really bad at defensive line. Um, if Stingley plays, he'll, he'll be good. There's a lot of good stuff here. It's whether or not they're going to be here long-term because Nick Casario has not believed in any long-term contract. It's all one in two years. So we'll find out whether or not guys want to stay. And if they don't want to stay, well, there's money available, but whether or not they make the right decisions is another story. Uh, John, we got about uh, 90 seconds here. You look at the AFC South, and I think the Jags are probably going to be relevant for the next couple of years. Maybe they get even get better with Calvin Ridley. But who do you think's that second team in the best position? Is it the Texans, or would you feel better being the Colts or the Titans, you know, as far as, uh, you know, next up? Colts. There's really? no question to me. Yeah, it's the Colts. If they get a court, if they get quarterback play, they're going to be really good. There's no question in my mind. They have to – and they got the fourth pick. If they, if they get Stroud, if they, even if they get Levis, I think that the Colts are going to be the team that, to beat. Uh, I, I Listen, the, I don't think the Texans are far – in this division, the Jags aren't all that good. They're good, but they're not all that good. I think the, this division is up for grabs, if you want to know the truth. I think that the Texans could absolutely be there if they, if they make the right picks, if they get quarterback play, if D'Amico Ryans can motivate this team. I don't think the Texans are that far off. But I think the Colts – even – listen, you, you said the Jags are the team to beat. I think the Colts are actually the team to beat in this division, wow. if you want to know the truth. Really? Yeah. yeah. All they got to get is quarterback play. They need quarterback play, plus and they'll be the team to beat. Yeah. Wow, plus 500. Maybe bet it now. We know in the NFL there's always one team, maybe two. I, I made the mistake the of doing that last year yeah. with Matt Ryan, and mm -hmm. I'm still paying off my debts. Uh. <laughs> you, just, you did so well, good. I don't think they're going old again. They no. went Carson Wentz. They went Phillip Rivers. They went uh, Matt Ryan. I don't think they're going old again. I think they're going to go good. Yeah. John Granato, host of the bench, 97.5 in Houston. Thanks for coming on with us. Thanks, man.